0: Tom won't be on the next couple of episodes, but don't worry, listeners, he's in a different kind of hell for the next two weeks. Scotland. Welcome to the And The Kickers Good podcast. Solid. Do, 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 what the do, hell is going do, on over here? Do, 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 do. And players? Justin Tucker
1: talking about players
0: all-time mark. New York are...
1: City.
0: And it's good. She's Justin Tucker for the all time record. Yes, uh, sorry to the uh, 90% of our listenership that are offended by that intro. Uh, we have no Tom. Uh, he has absconded <laughs> to your land. And uh, yeah, so me and Colm are left to run amok in perhaps one of the weirdest weeks of, and wildest weeks of NFL football, uh, which went on for a lot longer than we thought because we have Saturday games now, Colm. Uh, I'm not sure how I feel about that, but uh, <laughs> how, b- before, we, uh, before I delve into that too far, how are you? How, how was things? I'm good,
1: thank you. Uh, you know, busy week as always, looking forward to Christmas coming up very soon. Uh, you know, enjoying my time at the moment when I can be here with the plants, uh, looking after them. How has your Extra, week been? extra,
0: read all about it Latest football scores That's right, with absolutely no Tom Means no soundboard And me and Colm are just going to make these up As we go along <laughs> You're welcome, it'll be great I uh, can't wait till You have to do your impression of the shellacking of the week hon. Uh, <laughs> it's gonna be I've a... never
1: listened to the full, uh, Shellacking of the week <laughs> sound Because it cuts out every time Tom plays it And I do not listen to these episodes back <laughs> <it sounds> like.
0: <laughs> lovely stuff uh, let's get right to it and i mean there are some games that we're going to want to delve into and, and some that we don't so we, we might skim through some of these games but then again if you're really upset about not hearing arizona cardinals versus denver broncos feedback with both of them starting their second choice quarterbacks I don't really know what to tell you. Uh, this might not be the podcast for you. Uh, but, column start us off as is now tradition with Thursday Night Football. Uh, you had this one. You had your, your team in it. The 49ers and Seahawks.
1: Yeah, it's a game which I think just reinforced narratives that we had going into that one. The Seahawks were on a bit of a uh, decline based on their strong start. 49ers were in an ascendancy, especially on defence. Brock Purdy is still the GOAT. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I, people were talking about this game for the next couple of days, as is you know standard with Thursday night football. About, uh, you know, is Brock Purdy a starting quality quarterback? Should uh, Kyle Shanahan be considered the head coach of the year? All those kind of talks. I think both of those are obviously overblown and very premature conversations. One thing I will say is I think it does add strength to the fact that maybe John Lynch deserves to be made. Um, front office uh, executive of the year again, because obviously he drafted Brock Purdy, you know (laughs) it was with the last pick, but he did that he's obviously built a fantastic team over the past few years, and you know all the talent came out to play on Thursday night score for this one was 21-13 to the 49ers, don't want to say a huge huge amount about the game, other than the first touchdown to Kissel was very fun to watch
0: (laughs) this my takeaway from from watching this game was, I'm scared for every other team in the NFC because this defense is,
1: it's something else.
0: It, it, yeah it, it it's it's crazy uh, and it's nice to have a a Broncos level defense with a competent <laughs> on the other side of the ball uh, offense. That the addition of Christian McCaffrey is a, it, a cheat code. Uh, Brock Purdy is doing well. Like, I like I cannot, you know, fault his game. He he is doing exactly what was asked of him, so he's a great but yeah this going into to the playoffs, like I don't know if there's an NFC team that is hotter right now going into the playoffs than the 49ers. Seven game win streak, your defence mm-hmm. looks unstoppable, you're you are putting away Decent teams as well, like the the you know, uh, Seattle have been difficult for teams all all season. Uh, the Chargers are supposed to be a playoff team. Uh, Miami, yeah, you beat them at the start of my play. Uh, New Orleans, despite where they are, you know, are still a half decent team. Like they, you're beating, uh, you've beaten some like playoff caliber teams to get here right now, and that that defense just worries yeah. me for the teams that are running into it.
1: And that's the thing to say in Brock Purdy-Saver is that the three teams he's faced substantive time against so far this year have been teams that are fighting for wild card spots or even to win their division in a couple of cases.
0: <laughs> yeah, in the case of Tampa. Yeah.
1: In the case of Tampa. Um, you know, they're, they're not scrubs. They're not the you know, Houston Texans of the league. They are relatively decent, but they still haven't faced a, t- he still hasn't faced a team of the calibre of the Buffalo Bills, uh, Philadelphia Eagles, Kansas City Chiefs, etc. So we'll see yeah. how, we, you know, when when the rubber hits the road with those teams, we'll see where that team is. But so far, everything's going pretty well for the 49ers <laughs> with uh, Brock Purdy and under centre.
0: I mean, rest of the way, you've got the commanders at home, away at the Raiders... And then at home uh, versus the Arizona Cardinals. It's safe to say he might not have to face one of those teams for a while. And he probably, I think you would at the moment you would get Tampa in the um, wild card round, right? So, sure. no, because they get don't... the fourth seed, don't they? Oh, do oh, they, they get the fourth? The third, seed? Aren't
1: they? Yeah, because I think you get the. Highest seed based on just
0: winning the division, don't you? So oh yeah, currently, currently, it's th- currently you'd be facing the Giants. That's never gone bad for the Forty ers in the playoffs <laughs> uh, to have a difficult match against the Giants. But if, they, if things fall the way they, yeah, they they get the 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 fourth seed, which is an insult to football. Uh, that the Bucks get the fourth seed. I, I imagine we will see uh, an NBA style system change uh, like at some point where. Yes, you will qualify for the playoffs because you won your division, but your seeding isn't guaranteed. I believe that's yeah. how the NBA do it. And that was basically after a few years where it was like, well, the Spurs are the best team in the NBA and the Mavs are the second best team in the NBA. The Spurs are the one seed, the, <laughs> the Mavs are like the five seed. <laughs> it was like, yeah. this doesn't feel fair. <laughs> um, well, on that side, especially when you want the big, uh, you want the big money matches. Let's move on because we've got perhaps one of the bigger games of the weekend to discuss in a, in, in a weekend fill of bullshit. Uh, this was, I, I don't think, I don't think a game, uh, uh or I don't think a, a team has ever been so happy to play on a Saturday night and have everything else come after it. Uh, especially stuff we'll get to later on, uh, with, with one game in particular than the Indianapolis Colts going up and then losing by a, uh, you know, giving up the biggest comeback in NFL history to these Minnesota Vikings. I believe you said, where do you start? <laughs> when, <laughs> when, when you, after we watched this game on Saturday. Yeah. Have you found your place yet? <laughs> I don't think
1: Dickens could quite describe uh, a game of two halves in an NFL <laughs> style <laughs> for what happened this, uh, this Saturday. It was an absolute torrent of Fuck-ups and catastrophes for the Vikings in that first half. They went into it 33 nothing down. They tried, you know, going for it on fourth down. They tried fake punts. They, you know, fumbled the ball away. It was just, you know, there's a blocked punt in there as well. Just nothing was going right for them in terms of trying to move the ball in the first half. And, you know, they gave up 33 unanswered points and then put up 39 points, including going into overtime in that second half. And it was just where did any of that come from? Like, you know even when it was thirty three nothing, I was saying to myself, surely this is not the game where the Vikings somehow end up losing or, you know, end up in a, a
0: one score yeah. game. Because you're that's looking what we've at we've it going, all, yeah. going the Colts. Yeah, you look yeah. at the Colts going, the Colts you you're watching the Colts as well again. I think they need a field goal on this drive, and they are up. <laughs> <laughs> they're up thirty-three to to nothing, uh, or like at that point, like what thirty-three to seven or something. And I'm like, yeah, they're gonna need a field goal, like maybe one or two field goals, just to really take this out of the range yeah, of the yeah. Vikings. <laughs> like a very I, bizarre game.
1: It was so like going a half. You saw so many people crowing about. Uh, you know this is why Jeff Saturday was hired like all the doubters, all the naysayers have gone quiet now yada 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 <laughs> and then they gave up what was it 32 unanswered points in response <laughs> you know? yeah it was, it was just awful football it was so bad to watch because uh, you they could just so feel the pressure I know Tom hates to talk about momentum when it comes to football. But you could just tell there was a switch in energy somewhere in the third quarter of that game, and the the Colts felt it they felt nervous they felt uh unsure what to do. The play calling was bad because of it because they kept trying to pass the ball on early downs instead of just doing the obvious like you know run down the clock trying to it should be clock.
0: noted they lost uh they lost Jonathan Taylor early in this one. Yeah. And also, that O-line is so trash. Matt Ryan is in a competition with Tom Brady for who can release the ball the quickest.
1: Oh, yeah, no, he could only throw screens and, like, quick slants or whatever. Like, you know, he was really struggling behind that line. But it was still just really bad play calling. Why was it like the game should not be in question when you go yeah. into the half 33 nothing Like that, you know, you should be resting your starters coming midway through the third quarter there. It was bizarre to watch. It really was. And <laughs> I, I don't know how this wasn't the craziest game of the week, but it also was not the craziest game this week.
0: Yeah, it's... I have to ask, and, and it probably is true, you could give both teams in this game shellacking of the week but like for their respective like first half and second half performances. Yeah. And you could say that about a couple of teams <laughs> over the course of this week anyway. But this literally was like, wow, the Colts were shellacking the Vikings into the Vikings are shellacking the Colts. That seems more uh, a tune as to where it is. I hated everything about this game because as a noted vikings hater i was like yeah come on let's go (laughs) the cults are showing up these vikings for who they are they aren't you know they're frauds they're (laughs) liars they're deceitful they aren't as good as their record shows and then they come back and win this game in what is essentially a prime time game and people go about well those those vikings are you know a, a team to a serious contender and i'm like if any other team except for maybe the Texans because they they seemingly will they do want to lose whereas the Colts accept that they're going to lose the Texans are like yeah we're we actively trying these Vikings would have lost this game like if they faced a competent team in the second half there is no way that you were bringing this back and getting away with what you did it was yeah. It was insanity. I, I, I hate both of these teams. I award no points. Uh, we are all <laughs> considerably dumber for having watched this game.
1: <laughs> I agree. Would you like to move on to the Ravens-Browns game?
0: Yes. Uh, speaking of a game in which we were all considerably dumber for having to watch, uh, did Tom send you the feedback for this one?
1: No, I believe he sent me the feedback for the Falcon Saints.
0: Okay, I've got the. He sent me feedback for the Steelers, Panthers, and listeners. He's not sent in his feedback for the Titans, Chargers, or the upcoming Rams Packers game. Mainly because we're recording this on a Monday evening, so the Monday night football hasn't taken place yet. But I shall admonish him all the same. Uh, the Ravens at the Browns. This one had Tyler Huntley start. This was. Everything bad about the Ravens offense this year just wrapped up into one. They have absolutely no semblance of a passing game, and the Browns have to do the absolute bare minimum to to beat them it, despite all of that, the Ravens still felt like they were in it to the end, even though it was like I don't even describe it it was like. How do you describe like a really disappointing car crash? Like you know like, that Final <laughs> Destination Two has like the best car crash ever, and you're like, Well, I don't like horror films, but that car crash is you know, cinematography, masterpiece, I love it. It yeah. was like the inverse to that, where like an Is it like old the car lady... crash
1: in four lions? Where it's like do you want intense, <laughs> this is intense
0: and it just yeah. like slowly rolls into a wolf. Exactly, yeah. It, it was it was like that and, and J.K. Dobbins at a stat line of 13 Garys 125 yards uh, no touchdowns but just to have that to be like pretty much the sole offensive player for both teams in this game uh it was 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 rough yeah the Ravens are fading massively without Lamar Jackson every week without him is suffering as is watching this offense and the Browns and Watson are not getting better anytime soon it's yeah, it, a Weird game. 13-3 to the Browns. Let's move on to something fun. Uh, <laughs> which was uh, Snowball, potentially, for the Bills and Dolphins. Uh, I, I don't know how I was allowed to have this game because it was amazing. It featured, before we even get to the score and the actual gameplay, it featured one of my favourite things I've ever seen in football which is the referees stopping the game and telling the crowd if you continue to throw snowballs at the Dolphins' sideline, that will enforce a 15-yard penalty against the Buffalo Bills. (laughs) Which I don't think I've ever... I've never heard anything like that. And what a way to have home-field advantage where you're... Because they were able to clear the snow off the field but not in the stands, you just had this crowd, this raucous home crowd, just pelting Michael McDaniel and the Dolphins bench with snowballs. Uh, <laughs> wonderful, wonderful imagery. And the the gameplay uh, and the actual uh, play that happened on the field would match. This was close all the way up until the finish. It finished on a game-winning field goal from Tyler Bass, which had you know, you talk about like defining moments in a season, uh, yeah. especially when you're like putting together, oh, is this guy an MVP candidate? Like this was exactly one of those drives with Josh Allen. You know, he's hitting folks where he needs to uh making big plays where he needs to. Uh, he's rushing it he's you know they they're working the field they work the clock they get the ball with 5 minutes and 56 seconds on their own 7 yard line drive it to the Miami 7 uh including a kneel so they actually got it to the 4 and then he knelt down they drove drove it to the Miami 7 and left zero time on the clock as Tyler Bass broke the deadlock at 20 uh, 32 to 29 this just had everything like at first every quarter felt like there was a new star Raheem he most dominated the first quarter and looked un- that untouchable for miami but then buffalo decided that yeah you know what gabe davis and isaiah mckenzie not catching the ball regularly not great for us let's go with that guy we paid 18 million average a year dawson knox he's quite good uh, he had his best game of the year uh Josh Allen was rushing it uh, around. They managed to hold Tyreek in uh, in check for the most part. Uh, Jalen Waddle bro- broke open for a sixty-seven yard at one point. Like there was so much to this game, and it's just one. And I, know I say this about a couple of games, but if the if the Dolphins because they dropped to eight and six, and we know it's a tight uh, race in the in the AFC, if they do make the playoffs, and Uh, and the Bills are currently the number one seed, so they wouldn't face them there, but you know, if if the Bills and the Dolphins both make the playoffs, I want to see, this is another game, I want to see this run back, the ASC is currently chock full of these, I want to see this game happen again (laughs) games, you know, like it's, it it had everything, go out of your way to watch it back, if you want to watch good football, uh, and a close game, between two serious contenders, Watch this one because uh, there's a lot of other shit that goes on, but leave those to NFL Twitter highlights <laughs> and, and failed montages, <laughs> which we'll get to. Uh, yeah. Do you yeah. watch the Bills Dolphins?
1: I haven't watched it back yet, but I am going to after that review. The, the Dolphins, to me, like, I appreciate they're just on, I think they're just inside playoff contention at the moment. They're Yeah, they're the currently the
0: seventh seed, yeah.
1: If they missed out, I like each year I talk about how there should be a spot for a team that like is nominated to the playoffs. And like mm. that you know, that they're playing that fun brand of football that you would want them to be there regardless of you know, whether a record gets them there. Hopefully the record does get them there, but if not they would be that outside contender I'd be nominating to make it.
0: Yeah. They've got the Packers, Patriots and Jets, so if they're making it, they're making it the hard way. But they do have two home games there. Uh, for a nice little advantage but they they they've got a they've got to run the gauntlet somewhat uh, f- for them meanwhile the bills on the other hand these final three games bears bengals patriots one of those is a potential afc contender and then the patriots are still an outside shot as well so not n- not a cakewalk but definitely you know lots lots of work for both the uh, these teams to do to to really establish themselves the rest of the way uh with that said Colin, we get on to your your third game. You wanted the you wanted to get all your games out of the way early, didn't you? Uh, <laughs> I did. For the most part, uh, you had a full <laughs> yeah. The last game was in the six o'clock slate. You had Philadelphia at Chicago. How did this one go?
1: Um, it was a messy ass game. This one, <laughs> um, you know, I don't I don't think Jalen Hurts was playing at his best. You know, he threw uh, a couple wobbly balls. Um, yeah, you know, I think he's picked off twice. Uh um, yes,
0: picked off twice on, on absolute wobblers, did throw for a touchdown, but did rush for three. Yeah. Um, the most on um, the most unstoppable play in football at the moment is Jalen Hurts on third and short. Yeah. Um
1: <laughs> uh, <Yes. laughs> Justin Fields threw for two touchdowns. Uh I think he's the only quarterback to throw against these Eagles this year for multiple touchdowns and no picks. Um, make of that what you will. Uh but he is also obviously just the running game as well for the bears at the moment uh some really fantastic runs in there for him as well uh, but again this was ultimately uh, a game of class and i I think the thirteen and one is a flattery to the Eagles, but they are clearly the better team than the bears the bears probably not as bad as their you know three and eleven record makes out. But again, like there was still a golfing class between these two teams, and that showed out at the end of this game. Um I've just seen on Twitter, and I I don't know it's been confirmed by anyone yet, it's not been reported by Schefter or RapSheek, but apparently I've just seen some accounts say <laughs> Oh hang on, has just said it. Um Oh, Garrafarello said something different. Okay, Garrafello has just said that Hurt sprained his shoulder against the Bears. Not considered a long-term injury. Before that, I had just seen that he apparently he'd fractured his collarbone and was therefore yes. done for the season. And so I was like, "Oh, that's big news." And now I'm hearing something else. <laughs> so,
0: well, no, being reported by Jamie Gatlin uh, ten minutes ago. So breaking as we're recording, Jalen Hurts has a broken collarbone, which will end his regular season. Uh, yeah. Which is which is absolutely huge. Um, and... Official
1: official people are saying something else. But uh, that was the immediate report that came out.
0: He is a producer for ABC News, and the betting lines have apparently swung massive, already swung massively in Dallas's favour. Um, but interesting to see the sports are already moving. We will see uh, how, how it goes there. Uh, absolutely huge for the Eagles the rest of the way. And blows an already wide open NFC, even wider open, uh, if that's the case uh, uh who is the backup for them is it garden minshu
1: yeah we, i think ba- it is yeah we're
0: we about to get some minshu mania all right cool the eagles are fine uh <laughs> well we're gonna see garden minshu uh take on the um Take on the Cowboys, the Saints and the Giants the rest of the way. If that is true, we'll we'll obviously come back to that. If not, it's Ian Book. So let's hope for some Gardner Minshew. Um just to quickly point out, because you know, we, we like to have fun looking at some of these stat lines and these box scores. Uh <laughs> my one of my this might be one of my favourite box scores of all time. Uh Jalen Harris threw for twenty-two times for thirty set uh, on thirty seven attempts for three hundred and fifteen yards. The Philadelphia offense had 309 passing yards overall. <laughs> Work that out. Uh, Miles Sanders had a neg- one ca- one reception for a negative 13 yards. Uh, yeah. And also, no other receiver, Kenneth Gainwell, Jack Stoll, Quez Watkins. Quez Watkins caught the ball four times for six yards. Uh, but Gamewell and Stoll didn't go above ten yards. AJ Brown, 181 yards, and Devonta Smith, 126 yards. <laughs> that was the uh, that was the offense for for <laughs> Philadelphia in this one, which is uh, good. But I, to, to go back to one of your points as well, um, just about the Bears and their record, they are better than their three and eleven record shows. But I do think that they will be very thankful that they are in this position come draft when they're inevitably involved in trade negotiations, or they're allowed to just take the best player available that isn't a quarterback. Yeah. Like they yeah, are, they are, they're in a great spot. You, you, uh, you're at where I said the, the Giants would be to start of the season. You take your medicine and enjoy this for what it is. Uh, well, take this what if it is. There's promising signs. Fields does look better every week. And that's a good thing, uh, especially when some other rookie quarterbacks uh, did not look so good. And uh, column, we saw Desmond Ritter make his career uh, debut as a starter for the Atlanta Falcons. Those pesky Atlanta Falcons that are still in the NFC self-divisional race. They played, they traveled to New Orleans. How did it go?
1: So this is Tom's report on the game. Was this a good game? No. Was this a fun game? No. Did it involve the Falcons? Yes. And was it therefore a one-score game? Yes. Do you want me to carry on reading, or was that a fair summary of what happened?
0: Uh, I think that's a, that's a fair... That's a yeah. fair... So I think, yeah. It uh, should be noted, while you were reading that, Rap Sheet just tweeted that uh, his... MVP uh, candidate Jalen Hurts' status is in doubt because of a sprained throwing shoulder per him, Pelicero and Mike Garofalo. So even though they got sniped uh, by the... (laughs) (laughs) Sniped on there um, on the news drop, they they will give no credit for that. So nice of them. Uh, Yeah, Desmond Redder was the third best quarterback in this game because Taysom Hill threw twice for eight yards and a touchdown. what what more to say and also Rashid Shaheed has uh, some of my favorite stat lines in in the NFL right now I think he's he's just like every fifth touch of the ball is a touchdown or something like it's sort of uh he's a, he, he is, a he is a game-breaking player that we will hear more of next year when when people actually want to pay attention to these things Right, uh, more games and some that we can uh, discuss, uh, not at length, but quickly. Uh, so we had the I had the Detroit Lions at the New York Jets, which threatened to be a, a bomb burner and then sort of simmered down into, you know, the, I don't know, I think a smoke alarm test. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if that's how bomb burners simmer down uh, before ultimately crescendoing in the Lions just they are fun to watch even when they're playing bad and they they brought this one to the absolute pinnacle in the fourth quarter fourth on fourth and one they they uh they go for it they throw a pass to the backup tight end Brock White who breaks into the open field and manages to avoid two tackles and takes it to the end zone to put them up 20 to 17 after the extra point uh the the jets Actually, managed to uh, march the field as best they can. They get it to the Detroit forty with Zach Wilson, looking kind of decent. Uh, definitely encouraging signs. Not the best game, but you know, encouraging signs, especially on some deep balls. But Greg the leg Zerline, uh, he is he has plenty of leg under the ball, but he literally traded all his all his accuracy for power. Uh, and it goes wide left, and this one finishes twenty seventeen to the Lions. Both teams go to seven and seven on this. The Lions are on the uh, uh, are now surging. It feels like towards the playoffs. They're currently on the outside looking in because of the Commanders draw against the Giants uh, two weeks ago. Actually, saves them uh, in this sense, but. The Lions are running hot right now through through the NFC. The Jets fall to seven and seven. I think their playoff aspirations feel a little dead, uh, despite how good this defense is playing. This offense just has had to undergo too many adjustments, right? Like mm. Flacco to White, Brees Hall to to Robinson to Carter to back, and then you go from White back to to Wilson. Like, uh, so you're just in this like complete ups down topsy-turvy and this is not your year but signs i say signs are definitely encouraging for them long term the lions they're going to the playoffs they've got the panthers bears and packers to see out the rest of the year and yeah they they could absolutely get there they're not going to do it the easy way that's for sure but they're gonna they they're gonna get there, and unfortunately, I think if they do get there, they're gonna get there as a the seventh seed and have to face uh, <laughs> the, yeah. the the probably the forty ers which would be uh, unfortunate for the Lions. Sure, the,
1: Zach Wilson was obviously the kind of the focal point of that game. Him, you know, coming back into the lineup for the first time, like you said, a couple very nice throws in there, and kind of reminded you why he was a first round talent. Mm-hmm. But there was also a lot of guff in there as well i think as you mentioned yeah. um that team just has to go out and get one of the premier uh qbs in the free agency next year right like by all means sit zach wilson for another year behind let's just say it's tom brady if tom brady decides to play for another year um and then you know he can learn how to be a quarterback from tom brady if it's Jimmy Garoppolo, you know, get Jimmy Garoppolo. I mean, how's that, that worked
0: for Carl Trask? <laughs> I guess we don't know, but, you know, it's... No. I think but, if... You know. I, I know exactly what you mean. If they go out and get someone, though, they have to find a trade partner for Wilson and take a take a third, take a fourth, and go from there. There's no way Wilson sits. You, you either know what you have in Wilson and you don't like it, so you need to go out and, and get rid of him, but you cannot... Sit him and ha- expect him to be the star the year after. That's some Jordan Love shit, which just doesn't make sense. And sure. and he's he's played more games than Jordan Love. Uh, yeah. So if if he does get benched again, I do think he would look f- to get traded somewhere. Who would pick him up? I don't know, but someone may see again. They may see, they may see that 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 draft pick potential. You know what people saw him in the draft and, and go out and get him. But I, I do get your point. If the Jets had a Competent, upright QB, they would be well within uh, the the wild card race, um, if yeah. if not more. They have the weapons; they just need to make it work.
1: Yeah, uh, I think I think we're on the same line about that.
0: Yeah, fair enough. Right, I now have Tom sent me the Steelers at the Panthers, uh, which was a game featuring. The Steelers trying their best to get to 500 and the Panthers, again, still within a shot of the NFC South. Someone has to win that division, Uh, which is a feeling I'm all too familiar with with the NFC East. Uh, But Tom's recap. The Steelers' run defence couldn't stop well just about anything last week. And as the meme goes, they took that personally. They continually put Donald in third-along situations, though it must be said that the former first-round pick didn't look awful. Uh, I will now call Tom a Donald fanboy for the rest of time. Uh, on numerous occasions, he took advantage of coverage busts, and between that and some pretty stupid penalties for Pittsburgh, was able to muster enough offense to have a shot of winning this one late. The Steelers' run game looked convincing through about 40 minutes and then vanished until they got the ball back with six minutes left. They worked down the field, kicked the field goal to build an unassailable score of 24 points. Mitch Trubisky played fine, missed on only a couple of attempts, and put the ball where it needed to be for the most part. I would understand if Tomlin and Co. stuck with him for next week, even if I wouldn't love it. The Steelers won 24 to 16. So, column with that wrapped up, take us to one of the first games of bullshit that happened on Sunday. Uh, if you can believe listeners, that that was the first. This is with the first game. The Dallas Cowboys heading to Jacksonville. And take it away, Colin, <laughs> if you can.
1: Sure. Well, this was the barn burner of the week. Hit that theme, Tom.
0: Blah <laughs> Isn't that no? That's the uh, shellacking of the week.
1: Oh yeah, you're probably right. Um, fire! This was fire! This fire at the barn. <laughs> This was the barn burner of the week. I love this Yes. I've always wanted it, to like the shellacking theme, to actually be to the tune of um, TV Highlights of the Week from Harry Hill's TV Bump, but Tom was never bothered to record that for us. <laughs> um, yeah, this was a game where... It, I, I think it was very much Trevor Lawrence's coming out party and being the QB... We had hoped he'd be from week one when he got drafted last year. Um, you know, he, he very much carried this team through the game. Uh, four touchdowns over 100 yards passing uh, and very much targeted Zay Jones throughout uh, the touchdowns. Uh, did not realize he was a red zone threat, but apparently he is now. So the <laughs> thing. Uh, the Cowboys looked very much like the, the Cowboys. we think they are apart from slightly worse on defense than we expected. Um. I think now, I, I think I saw a stat from, since week 10, Dak Prescott has now thrown nine interceptions. No other QB has thrown more than five. He is having a rough patch at the moment, and it came out in this one. Um, at one point, the, the Cowboys were up by 17. The uh, Jags managed to draw back score level, and then in the Cowboys' first possession of overtime, for a pick six to end the game. Um, ugly throws in there from Dak. This game, they're a team which I feel like are very much where the 49ers were in 2019. They need to be much more heavily reliant on their run game and perhaps try and limit Dak Prescott a little bit more, even though he is obviously a very talented QB. He's just he's making too many mistakes at the moment um, for his own good. And so they need to be able to press that defense to step up a bit more and rely on that run game. Um, like I said, great game from the Jags. They feel like next year they could be. they could actually own the South and seem like a competent team, a bunch, a bunch, you know, amongst a bunch of, you know, whatever the cults are going
0: to be next year, I guess. Yeah, it's, uh, they're interesting. (laughs) The Jags, the world in which a competent Jags team exists is, is not one and one that can do it for multiple years. Uh, I'm not sure if, if that's one that, that I'm comfortable being in, but, but I'm also kind of interested to see it. They, uh, with this win, they are now outside the top 10, which once again, I congratulate them on achieving what has to be one of their goals. I'm uh, <laughs> just not being there. They are not truly out of this either. Right. Uh, correct me if I am yeah. wrong because of the way the, the, the league is set right now. If, uh, if they, they just have to win, uh, I know there's three games left, but should they should they and the Titans both win next week? Uh, or you know, the Titans have to lose one game, right? Something like that. Guess, uh,
1: the, t- the-, the Titans have one game on the Jags at the moment, and I believe they face week 18.
0: Yes. So they just have to make sure that they match them the way. Because if the Jags, beat the titans uh then the jags take the playoff spot just because of how just because of tiebreakers uh i think they have the they, they beat the titans earlier on this year is that right
1: uh, I can't, I yes they yeah yeah the they, yeah. jags
0: beat them a couple of weeks ago so the jags have their own destiny in their own hands they can still knock these titans out of the out of the playoffs um it is a world of pure chaos that, that I want to live in. If the Titans lose to the Texans somehow this week, then the Jags can technically take a bye uh, and the Jags beat the Jets. The Jags can technically take a bye week, I believe, going into uh, against yeah, the yeah. game again against the Texans because it does not matter. As long as they beat the Titans in week 18, that's all that matters. So,
1: yeah. Uh,
0: this is going to be interesting to see what happens. They yeah, say the Titans are going to face the Texans and the Cowboys. If you, the Cowboys, we the te- Titans, it's the same thing. The Jags can literally take a bye week against the Texans and, you know, or if they need to. So it's, yeah, a very bizarre situation. I kind of want to live in it. And I'm just glad that you got to see the Trevor Lawrence that I've been seeing, uh, for, <laughs> for moments in this, in uh, this season oh, i'm, I'm uh,
1: delighted by it like you know he is <laughs> the thing is that i was thinking you know he looks like the nfl like you know qb general we expected to see from it you know expected to see from him in week one and as i thought that to myself a out loud uh he immediately threw an interception his only interception <laughs> <of the> game. <laughs> i was like hmm i'll roll that ro- ro- back slightly and then he went on to have a fantastic game outside about one pick um but it did it did stop <laughs>
0: ever so slightly he's had a few of those as i said earlier it, it has lit at points it has been like the moment in a kid's film where you are like oh my god look at that dog he's doing complex math and then everyone turns around and it's like that's just a dog dude and i think i said <laughs> it in more <laughs> particular as last time but you know like that's literally what it is and people are like nah dude that's just a dog and i'm like no that he can fucking throw a good pass. I tell you, I tell you this. Listen. Uh, anyway, speaking of the Texans in that in that recap and that and that follow up there, uh, the Chiefs at the Texans in what I can't really describe as in like Tom would call this a a classic Pittsburgh Steelers playing down to the quality of your opponent but also I would call this the Texans aren't as bad as they look. They are just trying to lose. Correct me if I'm wrong on that. No, you're 100% correct on that. (laughs) Um,
1: Again, they could be a team which is, once they've decided to stop tanking, could be fantastic. Um, You know, they they gave the the Colts defense fits at times. They managed to move the ball efficiently and competently, um, which was a real surprise. I think to the Chiefs and their defense stood up to Patrick Mahomes for a large part. Um, they, they let him play underneath, really, and you know took away a lot of his you know deeper options. I'm about to send you a photo from uh, a stat line for the receivers, uh, the top four receivers for the um, Chiefs, and it is something very pretty to see, which is um, <laughs> the top four pass catchers for the Chiefs. Caught every target thrown their way. Uh, there was oh wow, which is very rare to see. Uh, Kelsey ten receptions on ten targets. Juju ten ke- uh, receptions on ten targets. McKinnon eight receptions on eight targets. Noah Gray three receptions on three targets. That's impressive. That you have sort of you impressive. have you
0: have cut out Marquez Bolden scantling, three receptions five targets. But I do appreciate yeah. what you're going for there, and I do like it. The only other people to drop passes or or not complete the passes were Justin Watson and Jody Forston, who I'm fairly sure uh, starred. Both in... Fake. <laughs> yeah, those are fake people. Jody Forston. That, that so that is literally someone trying to like role play a Jody Forster character in like D and D. Yeah, but yeah, um, sure we go for. And, and I should say Scantling had a beautiful cut, touchdown pass in this one as well. Right, that was very nice. Yeah.
1: Uh, but this was a game, like I said, it was, a, it was a weird game. The Texans shouldn't have been in it as long as they were. The cult, uh, sorry, the Chiefs probably should have been them away. But the Texans are sneaky good. <laughs> well, they're sneaky better than their record shows, which is not hard. That um, they're sneaky a good team and might well decide to show back next year when they decide to get rid of Lovey Smith and actually install a proper head coach so they can try and run the South.
0: Yeah, David is still available, and uh, yeah. would would happily welcome him back to marshal this team to a seven win record, uh, <laughs> which is what they deserve. <laughs> uh, with nothing more to say on that one, I'll go to the game I talked about earlier. The Cardinals lost to the Denver Broncos twenty four to fifteen. Correct me if I'm wrong. This was the second most points that the Broncos have put up all year, and it was against the Cardinals, and it was with Brett Ripien Therefore, he is a better quarterback than Russell Wilson. I will not acknowledge Latavius Murray's contributions any further. Did not like this game. Very bad game. Both teams should feel bad and look towards next season. Uh, With that game done, I now have the honour of somehow explaining to you, uh, the audio listener, how the (laughs) Patriots managed to lose this game on the last play of the game thanks to a ramon j stevenson rush turning into a lateral into jacoby myers who then tried to lateral it back to mac jones even though that was like 40 yards away from the, the end zone itself. He, he threw it back another twenty yards. So now the other ball was at the forty-eight yard line of the of uh, the last Vegas Raiders. The pass that <laughs> that Myers attempts back to Jones is intercepted, or in this case, technically a fumble recovery, by Chandler Jones, who proceeds to send Mac Jones into the nether realm and rumble in for a forty-eight yard walk-off, touchdown-win with zero seconds on the clock. Perhaps single-handedly the most bizarre ending to a game that has ever been seen since Rob Gronkowski lined up at safety and failed to make a challenge on the Dolphins' uh, uh, Russia uh, receiver as they scored the first-ever um that, I think that was the first ever it's not the Hail Mary, what's it called? The the when you you pass it around a bunch, lateral play, but there's another yeah. term for it. There's a flippy whippy woo-woo or whatever it is that Scott Hansen says all the time. Like this is the most bizarre result and and, and none of this was the play call after the game Ramonjo Stevens said said yeah, the play call was like a rush up the middle. And he rushed up the middle for like for twenty three yards before this shit happened. And so Stevenson and Myers are probably in the absolute shit with Bill Belichick and everyone. If this is something that... If Stevenson's covering for Matt Patricia, don't. This was dumb. This was terrible. I don't understand. Unless Bill Belichick like, had a secret agreement with Josh McDaniels that he will help him get to 800 or thereabouts. Uh, 500, sorry. So he can get there thereabouts and keep his job, I, I guess. But... This, it was so dumb the way they lost this game that it actually overshadowed the bullshit way in which the Raiders tied the game, in which Keenan Cole catches a pass uh, in, the, in, the, in the end zone and his foot very, very clearly, and especially more so on the overhead angle, uh, very clearly he has one foot out of bounds as he does so. And the refs still go ahead and say, ah, we haven't got enough evidence to overturn. So, you know, if we, if the evidence you know, does not quit, <laughs> the points must fit or something like that. Like, they give this touchdown to them and that takes it from a 24-17 game uh, to a 24-24 game with 32 seconds left. And then, as I say, 32 seconds later, bullshit happens. And I hate both of these teams uh, for this game. It was not a good game it was a close game up until that point the raiders were like cool we'll take a seven three to 17 lead the the, the patriots were like we're just gonna score field goals until we need a touchdown and then they did that uh <laughs> stevenson rushing for 34 yards like to, to give them a the head score yeah i i i don't like this game i don't like how it ended it ended in in, in, in mockery for, for 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 the patriots i do feel for mac jones he was put in like this situation this unwinnable situation where it's like why is the ball coming back 25 yards to me uh and also how the hell am i going to tackle chandler jones like yeah you know was
1: also a, a god-awful attempt at tackling chandler jones though, wasn't it like I appreciate he was probably not prepared to tackle Chandler Jones at that point, but he just gets his ass run over.
0: Yeah, but like Chandler Jones is big boy. I'm, there's no sure. way that Mac Jones can, can do his patented alligator roll on Chandler Jones there. He's, he's not going to be able to do it. Um, Stevenson, 19 carries, 172 yards and a touchdown. He is the Patriots offense at this point at 7 and 7 they are not out of it but they're definitely on the brink of elimination you know if one thing goes against them they'll, they'll they'll be staring down an absolute hole the raiders also technically aren't out of it yet but and i and i think the worst thing is i don't want to write them off but i know that i should because they face the steelers the 49ers and the chiefs next and it feels like they should be out of it but they're not don't watch this game back. Just watch the last three minutes of the of the fourth quarter. It is enough for a lifetime.
1: How do we not have multiple angles of watching Bill Belichick watch that final play unfold?
0: I have never wanted a team to be on hard knocks more. Like <laughs> th- th- there is. Uh, I would pay great money to to have been a fly in the wall of that locker room or at least that the conversation between like, imagine your Jacoby Myers agent knowing that you're going to try and negotiate for a new contract in the off season. <laughs> like, what do you do at that point? Do you just put yeah. down the phone and just go, cool. Like you just, you just put, you just like slowly walk away from the computer and be like, right. This is going to be a tough one to explain to 32, <laughs> 31 other teams in the league as to what happened. <laughs> I think it's, it's, yeah, ridiculous. Ridiculous. I don't
1: think it's going to be that hard to explain to the other teams. G- Jacoby Myers can just start with, so Matt Patricia, <laughs> you know, I immediately understand where this is
0: going. Uh, understood. No worries. We got, we, we got it. We got it. Um, Tom, one uh, game that he didn't <laughs> feedback for us, but we do have on the docket, is the Titans at the Chargers. I caught a good chunk of this game. Kind of wish it didn't. Uh, do you have any input on it before I, before I go in?
1: I did not catch a good chunk of this game, so I'm gonna say let's just wait for Tom to send a review, and then you can fill that out Not in. a
0: chance. I'll do this one for him. This had seven. Cool. This had seven in that case, I this one had, was seven seven for the longest time. I feel like I've ever been like uh, the with five minutes gone in the second quarter. The Derek Henry went for a four yard rush. Uh, then proceeded punt, punt, interception. End of half. Punt, punt, punt. Interception, interception. Punt, punt. Missed field goal, touchdown. Uh, <laughs> and that was at the start of the fourth. We had thirty minutes of scoreless football, and both these teams just, yeah, they sucked the life out of it. And then it got, it got a little exciting towards the end of the game. Uh, the Titans managed to lead a drive from their own twenty-six. Uh, they charged the field on 11 plays in uh, two, just over two minutes. That left 48 seconds on the clock. Uh, I should say Ryan Tannehill got it on a one-yard sneak in which Derek Henry gave him the biggest push I've ever seen from one player to another. Like, he literally just like slammed into the back of Tannehill. Uh, he earned that touchdown. Uh, and with 48 seconds on the clock and absolutely no signs of competent offense up until that point, Justin Herbert throws a deep ball to Mike Williams uh, and for 35 yards, and that takes it to the Tennessee 20. They spike the ball, uh, and then a Cameron Dicker, the Hong Kong kicker, uh, lines it up and scores a uh, 43-yard field goal to win this one. Uh, Four seconds left on the clock. Flippy, whippy, boo-boo, whatever Scott Hansen calls it, amount to nothing for the Titans. And the Chargers get out of this. uh, They get out of LA because that's clearly not their home (laughs) with a a win (laughs) uh, to move to eight and six. As mentioned, this puts the Titans in a situation with the Jags, uh, which is uh, interesting to say the least. The Chargers currently sit in the sixth seed. I don't buy them as a threat. They look so much better with Keenan Allen and Mike Williams, which you know goes without saying. But also, they still look bad for a lot of um, for a lot of moments and a lot of a lot of this game, uh, which you know it's frustrating. Uh, considering that you didn't watch any of this, shall we talk about another team that had a good first half, second half explosion? Yeah, go for it. Uh, a nice little, a nice little bookend of sorts. Uh, in some, in some cases, where the Colts and the Vikings, uh, the Bengals traveled to the Tampa Bay Bucks, and the Bucks looked good for one half of football, went seventeen to three up uh, as the the Bengals scored a field goal as time expired in the first half. Uh, they then proceeded to only score a touchdown in garbage time. Uh, with uh, less just over two minutes to go, uh, where Russell Gage caught a uh, touchdown from Tom Brady, this one finished 34 to 23. The second half was an absolute nightmare for the Bucks. They were clearly feeling it coming out of the first half, and their second half went like this: they turned it over on downs, interception, fumble, fumble, interception, three and out punt, and then that garbage time touchdown. They absolutely capitulated. the The Bengals went the other way. Field goal, touchdown, 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 punt, touchdown. End of game. Like they, they, they saw this one and out to to a plomb. I hated the coaching from both teams in this one. Like the Bucks didn't have as big as a lead as the Colts, but it did feel like they shouldn't. you know, this shouldn't have being close when they had that Uh, the bucks of old of this tom brady uh old team would have seen this one out uh instead they they were just they were just lifeless you know fumbling and say fumbling and and turning the ball over at will meanwhile joe burrow manages to find t higgins and jamar chase and they start just moving the ball as you know as at will uh and getting into it but multiple moments here that make me brave for the Bengals in the playoffs they are 10 and 4 they are running hot right now uh, as a team they have momentum on their side with a six game win streak uh, and they've beaten some big teams in there like the Chiefs like the Titans but I just I just feel like there's you know there, there's something about them that's just uh, they missing that step and I came up with this comparison Uh, and um, it's unfortunate that he's not here to hear it because i do think tom would like this but zach taylor is the gareth southgate of (laughs) NFL coaching (laughs) he has a young exciting roster with a lot of talent but you just can't see them doing it and it doesn't feel like he plays into the strengths of all of them (laughs) right like it's uh yeah and they've got. Patriots Bills Ravens the rest of the way. That they they I don't think they're locked up yet for a playoff but a spot but with one win they should be. Uh that should see them in. So that they should get there as I say, they they are playing well. They will give any team a challenge and I guess on any given Sunday, but I don't know. I, I don't see them going all the way again like they did this year and making it to the Super Bowl. Uh, did you, you catch any back? of this game? Oh, yes, I uh, guess please. The-
1: so, fun fact for you, Tom Brady is, as of recording, one day older than Peyton Manning was on the day of his Hall of Fame induction ceremony. Oh, uh, Yeah. <laughs> that just makes you feel old, doesn't it? Because we spent our entire... It feels like we spent our entire 20s watching Peyton Manning play
0: football. Yeah. Crikey. Andrew Luck might get inducted before Tom Brady. <laughs> <laughs> He won't, but uh, uh, <laughs> this is what is. it is. Uh, boy, that yeah, that's made me feel old. Right, my last game, and then say, we'll, we'll go to. I'll defer to Tom for Rams Packers. Um, I might have to record that, but the last game uh, of of Sunday night, and and this. I don't want to say it was a long slog, but it definitely was by the time this game reached its climax because so much, so many games on Saturday, like those three games on Saturday, just make the NFL weekend feel so much longer, uh, <laughs> even though it's the same length. And the New York Giants travelled into Washington, uh, having tied with them two weeks prior, and they came in and this time 20 points was enough for the win as they went 20 to 12 in a game which featured a controversial ending where darnay holmes pulled off his patented this is defensive pass interference but you won't call it every down that i do it play uh and the the commanders had a uh didn't get that call they turned it over on downs the preceding play there was controversy because terry mclaurin looked at the judge to see if he uh, the line judge to see if he was in the correct position and then was the judge to have been too far back from the line of scrimmage and on the highlight it's because he signals to the judge but then looks away before the line judge signals to him so he didn't you know he didn't get the confirmation so it is actually on him but commanders fans want to be really angry about something that that actually wiped off a Brian Robinson uh, one yard touchdown rush which would have given them a shot at the two point conversion all of this uh, and all this around it to basically say this was the game for my draft loves coming into it Kayvon Thibodeau on one side of the ball had an absolute star making prime time game Uh, even though he was pretty gassed energy wise and was seen multiple times going off to the sideline like clearly struggling uh to like breathe correctly uh he was but he was destructive he was everywhere he had 12 tackles in total uh, he had a sack he had uh, a tackle for loss on that sack it was a strip sack which included the recovery and then took it for a touchdown. He hit the grand slam of like fumbles that you can do, uh, of sack fumbles that you can do. It was great. And I say he was everywhere, disrupting everything. The line got to Heineke uh, and made life so difficult for him. azizo Gelari and Dexter Lawrence uh, had a split, split a sack in this one. And again, both were just look so much more destructive. That front four of the Giants. Uh, including Leonard Williams, could really rival any four in the league right now, which is great because the other seven men behind them aren't that great without a Dory Jackson. Uh, you know it's bad when the Giants fans are welcoming back Landon Collins with open arms for having an average game. <laughs> We're all like, yeah, yeah, Landon Collins, Landon Collins former box safety, uh, as Thomas labeled him, uh, might be our best linebacker and he's technically on our practice squad. Uh, <laughs> that's the situation we're in. Uh on the other side Jahan Dotson did vicious vicious things to Darnay Holmes and that secondary. He had a brilliant touchdown in this one and he also had a 61-yard reception where he just went up and took it off. Uh the his man just runs he just runs beautiful routes. Uh, and once once they worked out how to get Terry McLaurin into the game uh, with some short passing, it just opened up Dotson more and more. Uh, Curtis Samuel, I do not understand their love for Curtis Samuel. He had five carries for one yard and was pretty much blown up every single time that he got you know got the ball. Like the Giants are clearly clued in on it. Uh, yeah, this one threatened to be another 2020 uh, tie or go go to overtime and we'll go from there. But the Giants' defense sees it out. This now, uh, this game was massive for both teams because whoever won this game now has a ninety percent chance of making the playoffs. Whereas the if you lost, you have somewhere between like thirty one and thirty five percent. So a real big swing percentage wise. Thankfully, that's my New York Giants. Uh, do I believe that we're doing anything in the in the? Uh, in the playoffs, no, unless we play the 49ers, which will be fun, uh, just because fate demands that we have a good run against you. <laughs> fate demands that there will be several muff punts. Uh, I'm sorry to afflict to that trauma on you, Colin. But...
1: Look, you and I are facing off against each other for the next two weeks in fantasy football. We don't need that followed up. We two don't even... to our facing off <laughs> as well, do we?
0: The podcast might end in just like a scrap <laughs> of Jimmy and column. There's there's only no two don't... ways it can go. Like we'll like we'll either be like embattled, you know, enemies who are just like ah screw it, you ain't so bad, or we'll just be at each other's throats.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, like I will not care that you, you're dealing with a uh, like <laughs> really good infant. <laughs> I will be outside your house yelling at you to come out and
0: fight. me. <laughs> you do not need to make a rival of a second uh, podcast <laughs> co-host child. I know you would kind of like to, but it was just not the streak that you want. <laughs> I tell you that. Oh boy. Um, so yeah, that takes us up to recapping uh, up to Sunday night. A football. Uh, did you catch any of the the Giants game? Any uh, anything on highlights? Anything that do you want to ask or? know about obviously or... I've seen
1: the Terry McLaren thing and it it does highlight the weirdness of the rule where it's like what why is that one guy in charge of it and should, there needs to be better clarification right as to whether someone is lined up legally or not um I'm not quite sure how you do that whether it's like if, if you're concerned about someone doing something illegal then what there must be a way to do like a sensor or something, right. That gives off a green light to say, yeah, you're good. Like that's gotta be, there's gotta be a way of doing something like that. Where it's not one guy being like, Oh, move up a bit. Oh, you didn't do it enough. I'm flagging you straight away or whatever. Cause that's just bullshit as it is. Right. That was, it was bullshit that he got done for that when he was clearly trying not to like gain some sort of advantage. He was trying to, he wasn't involved in the play, you know? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No. And, I th- the weird thing about that that is, is is like as well is if you watch the video like the line judge is kind of like theatrical with it as well like he's sort of like, he, like when Clara looks at him he's like points down he's like hey hey yeah I'm in, I'm in his position right and like the line judge just like sort of stares and then just like waits and then turns his head around. And he's like now's my time and he slowly yeah. lowers his arm he doesn't like immediately point and say hey there he literally lowers his arm slowly and is like Hey, you should be in position. And obviously McLaurin is looking the other way and waiting for the play to snap and everything. It was yeah. I, I can understand why Commanders fans feel uh like they had a rough one, but they weren't gonna get the two point conversion and they weren't gonna win that game. So, you know, that's on uh <laughs> that's on that's on them. The the Giants take this one, Commanders are in a hole. Um, but, yeah, we'll wait for Tom to – or or we'll come – I might come back on and, and do the, the Rams at Packers for you. Hello, listeners. Yes, so I'm tagging myself uh, back in to cover Monday Night Football, the Packers playing host to the Rams. The Packers won this one 24-12 off the back of a pair of A.J. Dillon touchdowns and a catch for Aaron Jones, the standard – Green Bay Packers formula at this point of the season really looking to the running game to win the game for them. Baker Mayfield and the Rams couldn't recreate the magic of last week and struggled more here across the board. Well, they also weren't helped by key injuries um, to folks like Aaron Donald and Cooper Cup, leaving them out as well. So yeah, a bit uh, unfortunate uh, for the Rams. Bit of a damp squid for Monday Night Football uh, with two teams way under 500, but the packers retained some hope of making it to the playoffs uh it'll be an interesting one there will be no game draft uh, this week because um personally column we've got christmas coming up uh next week i we don't have tom here and i don't feel like watching uh <laughs> eight games a piece is it
1: yeah i don't fancy that either
0: yeah so that's that's not up my street so for now uh, is, is there anything you would like to say as this will be the, the last episode before Christmas is there anything you would like to, to wish for Christmas from from Santa Claus or anything that, that you want to see or anything you'd like to say to oh, our gosh. listeners
1: well you know I've got my La, La, La Crocodile merch on my list already <laughs> that, that's a given
0: yes um,
1: I suppose I just would like to say Feliz Navidad and to wish you and your loved ones, Brad. Uh, a very merry
0: Christmas. Ah, oh, thank you. I, I, I will extend my those those wishes to all of the listeners. Thank you for joining us once again. Uh, and yes, they have a lovely Christmas. Uh, we, we will look to record between now and the new year next time we record i might have a child uh who knows the these <laughs> if that's s- the case we will not be recording <laughs> next week such such are the joys of 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 christmas that children just appear i'm sure <laughs> it's, it's not impacted me for 29 years uh or 30 years up to this point but this christmas yeah for some reason it, it could be a thing so yes just before we sign up for Christmas, I did want to make notes as Tom was not here for a couple of weeks, and he'll probably tell you all in more detail about the impact in particular that, that this man had. But unfortunately, while editing the episode, uh, the news broke that NFL legend, Steelers legend, Hall of Fame running back Franco Harris passed away at the age of 72 uh, suddenly uh, overnight. This was just days before the NFL, would you celebrate the 50th anniversary of the Immaculate Reception. The play that transformed the Steelers from also runs into the NFL dynasty that they are today. And he was due to have his jersey number, the number 32, retired at halftime. I imagine that was going to be an emotional occasion anyway. Uh, even more so now. Um, our thoughts and, and condolences go to the Harris family. And I don't think of any other way to, that would be better to play us up now than just to listen to the Immaculate Reception one more time. Last chance for the Steelers. Bradshaw trying to get away. And his pass is broken up by Tatum. Tipped off. Wow. Michael Harris has it. And he's over. What? Michael Harris. Grabbed the ball on the deflection. Five seconds to go. He grabbed it with five seconds to go and scored. Let's watch one this again. One million to one odds on this one
1: ricochet out there off of Jack Tatum and into the man of the year Franco Harris's hands here's the miracle of all miracles
0: from out of nowhere came Franco Harris riding a white stallion heading up Franco's
1: Italian army and galloping off into the sunset.